with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Good day, Prince George and area. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Echo Wiley. i got Alan Wishart on the board, and I brought in my lovely friend, Phyllis Warren. We're going to do chatting, and um, frankly, this community radio thing and uh, getting guests on the show and lining things up, and we're volunteers down here, and, and we uh, love this radio station, and it's, it's it can be a little bit difficult when you're a little lack of experience, so I'm bringing on some support systems here with me because... I believe we've got lots of great stuff to talk about on Mondays from here on in. Well, thank you for joining me, Phyllis. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for asking me. Yeah. Really proud to be here with you on a Monday morning. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Um, we go back way, way back. Uh, we're actually born in the same year, not in the same place, but uh, we come from uh, different backgrounds and lives, but I sure love this woman. And we were thinking we were going to talk about all kinds of good stuff like... Uh, how Trump's not in anymore. Isn't that amazing? I'm so ecstatic. He's just, uh, it was the worst possible thing to ever happen in 2016. I just about fell over when I found out that this person had been elected and it had been a basic crap show since then as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I think we've all learned a few lessons and uh, it brings us to things like reconciliation here in, in British Columbia and across Canada and the thoughts of the parallels and hopefully by the losses that people have been had to face with COVID, uh, we're going to be a little more relatable to the problems of everybody else in the world. So we're all going to have to reconcile with what's gone on. And uh, just our own struggles with that may help us realize what's going on with um, a lot of the issues that we've been dealing with here. Racism, uh, overpowering of the police, certain things. And it's good to see the American government stepping up. What do you figure, Phyllis? Oh, yeah, it's about time, you know. Um, we've had to deal with four years of someone downplaying everything, making unrealistic um, statements and yeah. just everything that he ever has stood for, basically, in the yeah. face of... And, uh, and people following that. Yeah. You know, like, everything is hoax, hoax, hoax when, when it's the truth, mm-hmm. and people can't see it. And that's yep. sad. Yeah. That's that's where we're at. People can't believe their own beliefs anymore. Well, um, the word, I guess, would be regression. I mean, we all felt we'd come so far for so long um, with what's going on uh, with human rights and civil rights and that we're on the same page. And now it just seems that nobody's on the same page anymore that... I, I've been crushed by the thoughts of friends of mine that are just so vile to me uh, in, a, in a racist and anti-integral way to the way that supposedly our countries are supposed to be standing. Yeah, four years mm-hmm. and all the aggression came out and it's not being kind to mankind or your neighbor anymore. It's self-interest and, and that's very sad. We need to say to people, you know, my goodness, that dress looks beautiful on you. 
oh my god you, your haircut today is just outrage you know and it doesn't matter if they're a stranger everyone needs a positive thought passed on to them some days when they're down you know and it's amazing how a woman feels when a stranger goes that's a beautiful dress where'd you get it from you know it makes their day if we can do things and say please and thank you when someone opens up that door you know we can do this it doesn't hurt us to give positive thoughts back to our fellow human beings no kindness definitely is the way that we have to uh look at the future for which direction we'd like to head um there's uh there's sayings uh you know there is things that can't be tainted and and that's the truth and now we have to look at at what's going on and move on from there here in the province uh reconciliation is is working uh it's magic but at at the same time there's a whole portion of the population that doesn't quite understand so now we're having our rights taken away from us and we're quite upset about it. People can't go to church. Um, we're, they're invading our, our employment ability. Uh, just the whole social factor of us going to schools and, and uh, whether they, they can force people to do this or they can't. And then how come some people are being forced and others aren't? These are all things that are very difficult to reconcile. But I feel that we must, in that breath, take on and think as uh, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. So now, being a little more relatable to, re to um, a reconciliation issues, maybe people can open their minds a little more towards uh, what, what the struggles of some of... Uh, yeah. some of the folks are dealing with and and that's just it but you know we have to look towards our native brothers and sisters that this job loss and and schooling and everything has happened to them and and see where they came from and why they have their own attitude you know because this is what was thrust onto their lives. Yes, whereas now we're dealing with people being upset about they have to put a face cover on and they feel it's a violation of their rights and yet they they so there's there's some hypocrisies that I'm I'm finding are are all coming out within this. So and and I grasp the mask i have like seven eight different ones that have different sayings different colors and that's it's like oh which one can i wear should i wear the one with the bling bling no too much for just going down to superstore yeah yeah what do you figure alan you got a got a comment to make on this whole scene well phyllis if you've got seven or eight different masks why did you decide to wear the Montreal Canadiens one today? It's hockey season soon, isn't that great? <laughs> As of, yeah, the season starts on Wednesday, maybe. Oh. Well, we had the Canucks cancel their practice yesterday mm. because of COVID-19 concerns. They said they were using an abundance of caution. It may have just been one of their players may have been notified that he had been in contact with someone who had COVID-19. Oh, that's sad. So there may not have been any problem with the team. They are scheduling a uh, practice this morning, and then they're supposed to play on Wednesday in, in Edmonton. So. And see how easy that is? Yeah. 
you know, like we got to face this. This is so easy to come in contact with this COVID-19. And now and the variables. So, so deadly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what people need to respect is that it is deadly. Yeah. Well, we say it's deadly and it is. But I think the biggest thing people have to remember is the last stat I saw was more than 98% of people who get COVID recover fully. Yes, there are deaths, but don't think this is like the, uh, Sp- I guess, the Spanish flu. The death rate was a lot higher. If you got the Spanish flu 100 years ago, you were probably going to die. Mm-hmm. Now, the odds are very much that you're going to live with COVID. The trick is to get it diagnosed early enough that you can prevent passing to other people who may not be able to survive it. Yeah, and I just found out um, last week, this person that I know, um, he tested positive mm-hmm. and they isolated him into a hotel room and he said it started out with a headache that's just got worse and worse and two days later he could barely get out of bed and he knew it was serious he said every joint in his body hurt so he went tested positive they put him in a hotel room to save his family yeah right which was fantastic you know and he is feeling better now now not saying this was the case with him but i think that thing a headache that kept getting worse couldn't go to bed for two days I'm wondering how many people are listening and saying, that describes me right around New Year's. (laughs) 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 Not so much this year since we couldn't go drinking past eight, I suppose. Well, you could drink at home. (laughs) (laughs) And the liquor store was very, very busy on New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Once that announcement came out, it was like, constant day, the flow. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fine with not drinking these days so Mm. much. So, yahoo. I never did drink, so... So not yeah. a big deal for me. Eh? Join the club. Okay. Yeah, Phyllis is a tier. Yeah. She's a tier um, lady. The other thing, of course, was end of last week, um, the previous provincial health order, public health order finished. And basically, we're just staying the same. I think some people are happy with that. Some people are not so happy with that. Yes. Like, uh, Phyllis, had you noticed any difference in the last month in terms of what you could and couldn't do? Not really, no, yeah. because um, my husband, he retired this year, so my mm-hmm. whole life has been in turmoil. You know, you <laughs> go from not seeing the man only two hours a day to him never leaving the house, you know. So th- there was real no big change except mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. You know, you couldn't see the grandkids, you couldn't see the kids, you know. The friends, the neighbors, you're dropping in on people at that season. It was very difficult. Yeah, that was the only thing different. But I I went and delivered the presents to my kids and their kids. And the kids' grandbabies were just happy to see me. And that made it worthwhile. And I know next year it will be completely different, you know, and we'll have a bigger celebration. I'll buy a bigger turkey. You know, do you think people might appreciate things like that more when we get back to being able to do it? I sure hope so. Mm-hmm. You know, so then that way we have healed and we can mm-hmm. all come together 
and carry on our family traditions with our grandchildren and and you know and maybe we can give extra love to them next year that we've missed out so much in this year of their life you know mm -hmm. so I'm really looking forward to all of that and I'm hoping that with this that we can show love and kindness to everyone yeah. truly yeah so echo did you notice <clears throat> any difference i i when only the first public health order ended beginning of december until now um just a level of anxiety knowing that what 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 frustrates me the most uh, honestly i have to say is uh traveling mm -hmm. traveling on planes people going places i mean I get that people want to do that and all that, but how they risk themselves being in such close quarters and and uh, are, are willing to almost gamble. So in a way, I see people with like a gambling addiction or some kind of uh, gamble-oriented uh, personality <laughs> taking bigger risks, and, and then you have your people who feel privileged or entitled to do these things which is is really difficult for me so i'm i'm having a, a bit of a hard time yeah. wrapping my head around things like that but. like the fine finance minister of ontario <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah, i was like, gonna say that was the thing was we heard all these stories i guess most of them came out last week or the week before about these different elected officials i don't think there was anybody from bc on that list was there yet <laughs> yeah, well, by now, you, by now you would have known. We now, would, yeah, would pretty much. But, yeah, I, I, but still, you know, yeah. like... I so, think BC clamped down, though. From my understanding, major corporations that are, oh. you know, uh, like uh, TELUS and things like that, they had a no-travel ban as far back as March. So, yeah. I mean, anybody really in the corporate business and pretty much government world knew that that's a no-no from way back then. Like, they were going to be fired, from my understanding. Mm. People got notices. And and I've heard of people traveling from Alberta to the island and stuff, you know. It's like once we cross the border, over there it's like free-for-all. And yeah, we mm -hmm. got this thing, but we can still do our daily lives, you know, and that's sad. The and proof that helps in, spread. Yeah, the proof in the pudding there is places like Revelstoke and all of those communities like Kimberley who have had outbreaks that are inundated every year with uh, snowmobilers and such mm -hmm. from Alberta, right? So that just shows that and and another thing that bugs me is i want to know who's carrying it why are there no antibody tests are people able to get that i had heard on the radio that um life labs was doing antibody tests for 75 dollars. i'd heard that on the news quite a while ago yet i i hear nothing about it i myself would like to know if i had the virus Mm -hmm. uh, I did get tested, and the nurse told me, well, you, you have a virus. And I went, well, what virus is it? <laughs> and yeah. she said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, what do you mean you don't know kind of thing, right? Like, what are you keeping track of here? And I, I hear they are um, going to be doing a kind of... Um, uh, there's going to be a clear picture with weekly reports from the government coming out on Thursdays is what my understanding is on the news. But I believe that that perhaps is only for uh, old old folks centers and things like that, like the care homes and places. So I'm hoping that they'll be bringing out things like that for the school. I, I miss the lack of information. 
but at the same time understand people need their privacy. We can't have people running around uh, wanting to swing bats at people because they think they're a threat, you know, or anything <laughs> like that. So, yeah, but we're going to take a break now because it's that time. So we'll be back with more After Nine. Join me, Michael Big Easy Cast, at the Blues Roadhouse Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. We explore and enjoy the blues from its 12-bar birth in the Mississippi Delta to its recent worldwide renaissance. Not only will we be moved by the music, I will share the histories of the songs and the men and women that, as B.B. King put it, paid their dues, laying down the foundation for our classic rock and modern-day beats. That's the Blues Roadhouse, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m., right here on your community radio station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Looking to become bilingual or promote bilingualism in Canada? Look no further. Apply for the Odyssey or Explore program for the chance to improve your French or help young people improve their English. You'll immerse yourself in another region's language and culture, make new friends, and have experiences that will stay with you forever. Many people say the Odyssey and Explore programs have changed their lives. To find out more or to apply, visit englishfrench.ca. Programs funded by the Government of Canada. At the YMCA, get ready to say hello to a brand new year. We're here for your new possibilities, igniting new passions and making new memories together. Join your new active and supportive community today and you will gain access to everything you need to reach your health and fitness goals, including drop-in fitness classes, great weight floor amenities, court sports like basketball and badminton, child minding and so much more. All included with your membership. Join the YMCA and save $50 with no joiner fee. Visit nbc.ymca.ca to learn more. Forecast from Environment Canada. Mainly cloudy today with a 60% chance of showers. Wind from the south at 40, gusty to 60 and a high of 6. Partly cloudy tonight, becoming cloudy overnight with periods of rain. Gusting south winds becoming light near midnight. A low of minus 1 with the temperature rising to 4 by morning. Periods of rain on Tuesday. More gusting south winds and a high of 5. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. All righty then, we be back with After 9 here. I'm Echo Wiley, your host for Mondays, and I've got Phyllis Warren with me here, who uh, we are also, as well as just being, you know, uh, star buddies. She's November 2nd, I'm October 2nd of the same year. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, we are also pool buddies. We play in a uh, local eight ball league, which used to be the pub league and kind of splintered off and we got different factions, but we sure miss that. That's one of our activities that uh, that's uh, missed. And Phyllis is the president of our association. So what what's going to go on with it for now on? I guess we got to wait to hear. But Well, the COVID, you know, it, it shut us down this spring and we had to take extra precautions and everything so we did that we found one place uh, the first leader and we were enclosed and we were able to play our playoffs and everything but come September there were stories that these pubs were getting fines when people were playing pool Mm -hmm. you know which is everyone's pastime when they go to the bar you know they want to have a beer and a game of pool so um i'm hoping that once this all is over with and the right um, precautions you know that we can um start playing again Mm -hmm. and uh, 
I'm looking forward to September and and rejoining my friends and you know my fellow pool players. Like that's right, that's right. We all are learning to appreciate our each other a little bit more than we used to. And uh, you spoke of the first leader. Well, I've got some good news. I have a tentative agreement with uh, Cam Thun to come on the show next Monday and talk to us about his new book. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty exciting. It's going to be uh, an interesting story because Cam is always, of course, an animated and oh, yes. interesting dude. Yes. <laughs> yes, loads of fun. So yeah, pretty happy about that. But um, so how did you? How did it end up last year? You, what do you guys do? You you play weekly, correct? I, yes. I, I've been out of it a few years, and then there's tournaments that break down, yes. and uh, you know, um, for ladies, uh, it's Tuesday night, and we had to change our format, so we didn't have the teams anymore. We just had individual girls playing for themselves. That way, it made it easier um, for them whether they came or not. You know. And we had some rookies join up, so that was really interesting, you know, yeah. to help them out and, and get them to grow, you know, their skills and everything. Yeah. And then Wednesday, it was the team sport night, and, you know, um, it was fun. You know, we weren't traveling during the playoffs, mm-hmm. but we got to finish our season, and if it wasn't for camp, I don't know, you know, we would still be stuck waiting. And unfortunately, because of COVID and, and shipping and everything, our trophies still haven't come in. So the, oh people, my goodness. Can, the people can't even have a brag session of, you know, their trophy that they work so hard for. There's another whole show right there is uh, what's going on with our post office and traveling and the thieving of packages and the misshipments of mail and things like that. But anyways, we'll get back to pools. So when it does come back, um, is the first leader, I'd, I'd heard that it was going to be shut down completely that cam was closing it or are we going to take a new form with the league and start moving around mobily to the different bars again and and perhaps make it the team sport yeah yeah that is um you know what is happening is that i played out of the leader for so many years mm-hmm. and it's quite sad to see it shut down but he's decided to go into a new different area yeah which is out so exciting yes <laughs> you know, this man knows how to think you know yeah so um i've got feelers out to move the teams from the leader to other places and we will go back to traveling all the different pubs you know northwood alpine yeah. um you know, we had teams out of the cross. Hoping the BX would come back yes. and take it up. And actually, I think that there's a pool table in the university pub as well. Maybe oh, there's wow. another one that hey, we should think about talking to. and talk to people there, mm-hmm. you know. We're being optimistic, of course, that COVID's going to subside and be a bad memory. And uh, we can just put it in our little box that we take out and put it in the backyard and burn (laughs) that's what i like to do yes (laughs) we have lived through the experience that's right that's right i had a a great thing i got to watch on netflix the other day have you seen death to 2020 the netflix show no oh it's very it's cute it's really good it's a good way to send the year off and uh samuel l jackson and uh, lisa kudros and a couple other actors are in it and they're 
kind of commentating and and say <laughs> it's, there's a girl that plays the queen. It's really quite funny. So I'm gonna have to check that out. Absolutely. You know, it, it was a slow TV night, and I finally got to see that movie Outbreak. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I was like, <laughs> it's okay, like a <laughs> how fitting for this time, you know, like exactly. And uh, I, the Academy Award winning one, Parasite. How odd that that comes out in a yeah, yeah, yeah you know, and still and, haven't seen either of them though. Yeah, you know, it, it, a little monkey wanders around spreading these germs, you know, <laughs> and now with COVID, we want to know where's the monkey? He's a know? bat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, yes, a bat. Yike, <laughs> yes, apparently. Holy man, there we go into another whole big schmozzle of unknowingness, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You what know, do you uh, do? What's next, a mouse? don't even go there well mink poor minks have been uh destroyed hugely there's like thousand minks and things like that that got put down um i had heard one case of covid in ontario for a dog which was really weird but i haven't heard anything more of of anything to do with that so well, you know, they're our buddies. They're right beside us, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They give us love. We give them love, you know. And Hopefully and we sad. won't give each other COVID. That's yeah. like, holy man, yeah. the transformation. So, I don't know. Uh, it's a half, do you want ignorance as bliss or do you want to be fully informed, right? And have the responsibility to take on your own safety protocols and figure out how you're going to, navigate I guess you would say this this huge and ugly thing uh, there's the thought of do people want to have the vaccine some people are scared to death of the vaccine and some people are scared of COVID and how do you I wonder how we're all going to reconcile that how balance. that yes yes I myself I'm kind of an anti-vaxxer in a way because I have faith in my own immune system I'm very thankful for the shots that I have had and I can't see as there's been any negative effect but uh, I guess time will tell yes Yes, and, and it's great that they came out with this vaccine so fast, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't have any of the live virus in it. They've went a different route. So that tells me that the scientists have, you know, evolved to a different level here. And we have to trust the science with this, you know. True. Yes, we need to be well informed. But I also think that what our B.C. government is doing by having these regulations and guidelines and and telling us don't travel stay at home i think we need that because some people like to take that high risk yeah you know yeah and that opens it up to everybody for what they can do okay well we've uh, come to the end of this section for a little bit we're going to take a excuse me a short break and we're going to be back with Stuart parker Afternoon. The BC Chamber of Commerce and UVic's Gustafson School of Business have launched the Building Resilience to Thrive program. Available to businesses across the province, the six-week program offers relief to businesses helping to mitigate the negative impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic by adapting their business model, re-engaging customers, and adjusting workplace cultures. Full details are available through the events link at bcchamber.org. The next offering of the Building Resiliency to Thrive program starts Tuesday. 
Parent Support Services is now running free online parent support circles and grandparents raising grandchildren support circles. These are to replace the in-person circles currently unavailable due to the pandemic. Full details are available at parentsupportbc.ca. To join, call toll-free 1-877-345-9777, extension 100. Free parent support circles and grandparents raising grandchildren support circles. Currently available Monday through Thursday online at parentsupportbc.ca. The new entrance to your public library is now complete. Improvements with the new entrance include elevator access from the parking area, plaza level, main floor, and second floor, improved stair access from the main lobby to the main floor, automatic sliding glass doors on exterior entries, and enhanced accessible parking and drop-off zone at parking level. Full details, along with a link to a video detailing the new entrance, is available through the View All News link at princegeorge.ca. At the YMCA, get ready to say hello to a brand new year. We're here for your new possibilities, igniting new passions and making new memories together. Join your new active and supportive community today and you will gain access to everything you need to reach your health and fitness goals, including drop-in fitness classes, great weight floor amenities, court sports like basketball and badminton, child minding and so much more, all included with your membership. Join the YMCA and save $50 with no joiner fee. Visit nbc.ymca.ca to learn more. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, hello again. Uh, We are here on uh, CFIS 93 After 9 program. I am waiting for a guest to phone in, but I'm not sure. Hopefully nothing's come up. It was going to be an interesting conversation with this fellow who I find uh, one of the coolest new additions to Prince George over the last two years. He is an intelligent and uh, successful fellow I quite enjoy listening to. Uh, I've been here for longer than two years. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, Alan. (laughs) And uh, I find his candor refreshing, but unfortunately, maybe he's not going to be able to make it in this morning. I hope everything's okay. Did you not tell me earlier today that a member of his family was the victim of an assault? No, no. no. Oh, no, no. That was quite a while ago, okay. actually. Was it was it okay. was his his um, friend and partner walking up towards the apartment up by dis, uh, the um, Remembrance Park there, up okay. Queensway, was yeah, actually swung at by some crazy dude and in fact i had the same thing happen this morning i pulled up to the station outside here and witnessed a fellow walking down the street swinging a baseball bat and i'm thinking to myself holy what's going on here now was it a fellow or was it um what's your name harley quinn from the bat <laughs> i don't know he bat. seemed to think that he was trying to act like harley quinn there mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it was scared the bejesus out of me, I tell you. Did you take his parking spot? <laughs> I believe he was carless, but uh, anyways, it was pretty scary. And then he's approaching me, and I'm starting the vehicle to drive away, and a black Suburban drives up that looked like a police vehicle, but it wasn't because they wouldn't have let him get away with that. And he goes running over towards it to swing at it. So I, a little while later, I saw a whole bunch of police cars flying down the road, so I'm pretty sure they apprehended the fellow, but but yeah, there's a, there's definitely a whole lot of crazy going out there, on out there, and in all different ways, shapes, and forms. Well, what I was hoping to talk about with Stuart was the uh, 
the whole thing of the perfect storm happening here with with COVID. Uh, On the news the other day, a fellow was saying that there was 99 folks in one old age home uh, got sick and half of them passed away. So that is a statistic that doesn't fit the uh, 98 2% survival rate and I realize that it's old age but there are younger people catching it they're uh, blaming the mid 20s to 30s uh, um, going on in public spaces and what this doctor who was talking about these folks who passed away in this certain home in Vancouver was he blamed it on staff shortages and lack of familiarity with PPE So by all means, people, educate yourselves as much as you can, please, how to go beyond just washing your hands and uh, using a cloth mask. I saw a couple of guys yesterday walk in somewhere with just the bandanas over their face. And mind you, that could just be a look of fashion for all I know. And they could have some proper, you know, N95 or whatever they're called (laughs) underneath it. But but, uh, you really, really don't know. And what I'm concerned mostly about is what's going to happen with the workers who are working, the teachers who are working. Uh, How is workmen's compensation going to deal with this? And what are we all supposed to do with uh, our lives? We have lost in this province, or actually in the country, 1.1 million workers have been impacted. In BC alone, in December, 63,000 jobs were lost. That's just uh, crazy. And yet, the markets are on fire, and they're calling it pent-up demand. I suppose it's because of the government uh, changing in the U.S., uh, the, the influx of the money. We are fortunate, I believe, in British Columbia. Phyllis and I were talking about this earlier, how, how um, we felt that our governments, whether you like Pierre Trudeau or not, I must take my hat off to him and say... Justin. Justin. Oh, yeah, sorry. Jeez, Pierre. <laughs> Uh-oh, their BI pops up its funny little brain again, <laughs> which means a brain injury. But anyways, uh, yeah, P- uh, Justin's been, been uh, doing a... F- fairly decent job of keeping us informed he stepped up yeah and and not only did he step up he gave the money to people as they lost their jobs there was no six week waiting period for your EI he introduced a new thing called CERB mm-hmm. and people once you lost your job and you applied for EI you got this money within days you know instead of weeks and weeks mm-hmm. you know and then when CERB ended EI kicked in right away so those people who have been without a job for quite some time didn't have to worry about financial loss you know yes their income came down a bit but they still have an income you know yes and and, um unfortunately my daughter's been uh out of her job since march um and they keep on phoning her and saying hey we want to start again this time you know and i think the last update was for march 1st so she's quite happy to get back to work it'll be one year and she's never had a year off before wow Wow, yeah, it's 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 pretty disturbing, and uh, the whole whole um, <clears throat> loss of loss of life jobs. Uh, one thing that did disturb me was the pensioners. 
folks with disabilities, they had uh, income added to them. But what was, I wonder what the the um, logic, if there are dislogic, of not giving pensioners that extra $300 that they gave to the disabled. Yeah, well, uh, federal government came out and uh, gave them $500, but it took quite some time, mm-hmm. you know. And um, th- just this past month, B.C. government came out and gave $1,000 to, you know, families. If you're a single person, you get 500, 500 yep. right? You know, and, and that's great. But, you know, pensioners have been hurting for years and years, mm-hmm. you know, and I think either provincial or federal government should step up and give them some extra money. You know, yeah, they may not be going anywhere, but, you know, they still have added costs if they get their prescription delivered. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. All right, well, we're going to take another quick break, and we will be back with more After 9. Adapting to our new digital world is not always easy. Connecting with customers who are currently unable to walk through your doors is vital. If you need a hand moving your business or not-for-profit in the right direction, the solution is already here. DER3 is a government-funded program delivered by Hubspace, which provides a no-cost, no-obligation evaluation of your digital presence with some of the best digital experts in northern BC ready to help you. The DER3 program from Hubspace. Visit hubspace.ca slash DER3 today. Digital self-guided tours are now available at Two Rivers Gallery. Come visit Amanda Strong's exhibition, Little Fires, and try out the new digital tour for yourself. All you need is a smartphone to access the digital guide via QR code. For full details, visit tworiversgallery.ca or contact the gallery. Digital self-guided tours now available at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza, and online at tworiversgallery.ca. The Prince George Spruce King's 39th Annual Show Home Lottery is ready for you. Built in the Aberdeen Glen subdivision by Hobson Construction, the 2,600-square-foot home comes fully furnished by Theory Hardware with appliances from Andre's Electronics and is valued at $670,000. Tickets are available by phone or online at sprucekingshowhome.ca. Tickets for two mega 50-50 jackpots are also available. The 39th Annual Spruce King Show Home Lottery. Grand prize draw date is April 30th. Forecast from Environment Canada. Mainly cloudy today with a 60% chance of showers. Wind from the south at 40, gusty to 60 and a high of 6. Partly cloudy tonight, becoming cloudy overnight with periods of rain. Gusting south winds becoming light near midnight. A low of minus 1 with the temperature rising to 4 by morning. Periods of rain on Tuesday, more gusting south winds and a high of 5. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, hello, hello. Thank you for sticking around here with After 9. I'm uh, just waiting on Stuart to give us a call here in a minute, and I'm uh, hoping that he'll do that. I'm not sure. He apparently overslept, so (laughs) that's okay. Um, What we're going to keep talking about is um, we were breaking it down a little earlier and there's people who are taking advantage of of this whole situation and uh you know we break it down to whether you're a capitalist or whether you're a decent human being is how i feel it's got to do with uh treatment medically employment um if you get sick and you're not employed who's going to be um rolling it all out for everybody <clears throat> okay well now i've got Stuart on the line here and i just like to welcome him thank you for joining me Stuart parker 
Oh, thanks so much, Rebecca. I'm sorry I was a little late getting to the program today. Oh, that's no problem. Thank you for joining me. I um, am going to be appreciating your comments on this stuff. So, um, so how have you been doing? Oh, my goodness. Well, that's an odd question. I'm used to that sort of thing. Uh, I've been doing um, reasonably well, um, you know, all things considered. Wonderful. But, you know, there's a lot to consider. Yes, yes, there is. I've been reading your uh, your posts and such, and uh, you've been going through big changes just like everybody else. But thank you for hanging in there and uh, coming on with us here. Um Stewart is the former leader of the Green Party of British Columbia, who has an innate sense of governmental issues and looks at it differently than most people. I, I find his candor and intelligence refreshing from the regular political speak. And um, what's, what's your take on this whole COVID thing? We're kind of glad that we're in a land of ignorance, but at the same time, uh, and being fairly informed, how do you feel about this? Well, I guess, I mean, I was a Bonnie Henry skeptic from the very early on. Um, you know, I lived in Ontario just shortly after uh, SARS, and so, uh, uh, you know, I had the misfortune of being a little bit familiar with her work, um, which is often about, it's a, uh, well, I mean, we watch, some of us watch the program, right? It's a self-congratulatory discourse. Is she tends to make very few things mandatory, very few things clear, because the way the, the main purpose of the show is to scold young people and poor people and blame them for problems we're having in the COVID crisis. Um, this is particularly true for how the hospitality industry is handled, right? The hospitality industry. Um, is not essential, but it's been declared essential because, uh, and, and so you have people being served alcohol over a protracted period of time by young people. Um, often the patrons are not able to distance effectively at the beginning of the evening. They're certainly not able to distance at the end. And given that, uh, you know, the patrons aren't masked, this means a lot of young people get sick. And what do we do? We blame their recreational activities rather than the jobs they're forced to work at. Yeah, and well, when we come into that situation of uh, having workers come up against, I mean, we're having workers in the pipelines, we're having workers within the industry, we're having workers in the healthcare industry, we're having workers in any kind of, of uh, situation having to, to put up with these uh, issues. So the restrictions have been moderate to fair, I would say, but what my main interest here is going to be the fallout when all these people are sick and how is the government dealing with it and is workmen's compensation going to step up uh how how have you seen these things in the past it has been uh hit and miss with them as a politician from the green party what is your take on these uh huge things that are irresponsible 
So WorkSafe was given a whole bunch of extra responsibility as by order of Adrian uh, Stuart, your phone's kind of tubing out. Could sorry, you maybe? Yeah, that's uh, okay. Maybe, uh, yeah. yeah, so I was, I was saying uh, that uh, the WorkSafe was given a whole bunch of additional responsibilities in March. It was not given additional staff. It was not given additional resources for carrying those out. And so one of the standard myths, again, going back to, in particular, the hospitality industry, there's this myth that WorkSafe has planned out each site and tested each site and made sure things are okay. There's no way they were provided with the extra staff to do that. No, and, and it was... Based, compliance yeah. and self-reporting. Sorry? Yeah, they they basically left it up to the business owners and staff. Uh, exactly. To be- and that's, that's the spirit of the law in B.C. Whether you're under the Liberals or the NDP, the idea is uh, don't make things mandatory so that you can blame uh, people who don't voluntarily comply when your policy as a whole is a failure. Uh, so I don't expect that WorkSafe is going to suddenly rise to the occasion. They've busied themselves with a massive departmental reorganization at the top in the middle of all this, too. Mm. Well, as I feel maybe they should do, but um, basically what it boils down to is policy and law, and um, are they going to be able to... I had heard at the beginning of the pandemic that there was going to be no workman's comp for people who contracted COVID during uh, a work issue, and how are we just supposed to tell? These are some of the things that I've been curious yeah, and, and it doesn't really matter what policy the government thinks it's making there. That is something the courts are going to decide. I don't think, I think that um, if the, I think the government has gone to excessive and extraordinary measures to shield employers from liability. Yes, that's By obvious. taking responsibility for permitting um, a dining hall with a thousand people, or with a thousand seats, that sort of thing. A canteen um, that um, serves a, a, a work camp of 2,400 people. Uh, these, um, these kinds of things, by the government permitting them and almost forcing companies to proceed to work in this environment, means that if people try to go after the companies, the companies can very easily say, look, the government let all this happen. Mm-hmm. The government made special policies so that I won't have to pay. And I think that's been the goal here. Catch as much of it in the WorkSafe system as possible and make most of the questions of compliance voluntary. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break, Stuart, and we will be right back to continue this conversation about the uh, compo. The Alzheimer's Society of BC's Dementia Friends video series is now available in Cantonese. Learn how you can build a community that is supportive of people living with dementia at alzbc.org. More information and support in Cantonese is also available on the website or by calling the First Link Dementia Hotline at 1-833-674-5007 Monday through Friday from 9 to 4. The Alzheimer's Society of BC at alzbc.org with support now available in Cantonese. Shedding a light on discrimination matters. 
By participating in a short five-minute survey, you will help shape decisions that address important Canadian issues around race, sex, gender identity, religion, ethnicity, and many others. Experienced or witnessed discrimination? Has the COVID-19 pandemic played a positive or negative role in how Canadians treat each other? Be a part of the solution right now. Have your voice heard. Visit statscan.gc.ca slash participate. Join Wendy Framst for Winter Wonderland in February. Learn about texture, positive and negative shapes, and how to incorporate these in your artistic compositions. It's all from the comfort of your own home via Zoom. Registration is available through tworiversgallery.ca or by contacting the gallery. Winter Wonderland, an online art course from Wendy Framst, Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 in February through Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows online at tworiversgallery.ca. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Hello, Stuart. Are you still there? Oh, absolutely. Right with you, Echo. Right on, right on. So now... We've got uh, we've got problems with WCB to begin with that uh, has historically been going on with uh, their mistreatment of injured workers and disabled workers for a long time. So now we have this huge problem coming up. As it is, people are unable to defend themselves against this major, huge entity. And how are we going to be able to stand up for ourselves and get our medical treatment? And uh, why do we even have this uh, system of WCB with which makes a decision on whether they accept your claim or not when it's supposed to be a no-fault uh, scheme that people are are just able to access to complement our medical system. But in fact, it's a huge drag on the medical system and our social system. How do you think that's going to play out? Well, I think we got to, I mean, it's going to be in other jurisdictions where we're going to see this shaking down first. It's going to be in New York and California. Now, the system we have of WorkSafe um, workers, this kind of employer's insurance is something that came out of 19th century Germany and spread to New York in the 1890s. Uh, WorkSafe is created as a system to protect employers from the courts. Mm-hmm. That was its raison d'etre. That um, if this was, you know, in the age of uh, the golden, you know, the original Gilded Age when places like Germany and the United States were producing the world's steel, using the world's coal, and these and were engaged in very, very high mortality businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Stuart- ra- rail workers, miners, steel workers, etc. Now, the great thing about this new system called capitalism at the time was your employee comes in the door, if he dies that day at work, you don't have to pay for his labor after the day he dies. But, of course, the courts um, found that, that this was producing a lot of negligence. And so the uh, courts began uh, making a lot of wrongful death findings against big steel, big coal, etc. And so this idea of a special workplace liability shield in the form of a workman's compensation board was created by governments and corporations. This is not a thing workers ever asked for. No. And it immediately reduced the size of the awards workers receive. So um, it really depends. Um, an individual workers' compensation board is going to be as good as the government that, that appoints its members. But one of the things we've seen with John Horgan's NDP 
is that unlike previous NDP regimes, it has not replaced the senior appointees of the BC Liberals. They're very happy to keep paying uh, Gordon Campbell's and Christy Clark's friends to uh, run uh, institutions like W, uh, like WorkSafe. And so what we're really seeing in BC is an anti-worker cross-partisan consensus on the part of Greens, New Democrats, and Liberals. Yes, and apparently there is no wrongful death law in British Columbia that has any common sense, apparently, or there just isn't one, am I correct? Um, no, there there is. If, if you're not killed at work, um, the um, BC gives the courts broad latitude to determine uh, the value of a dead person, unlike Alberta, where the value of different kinds of dead people is all spelled out in statute. The uh, legislation you want to look at is called the Family Compensation Act. It's called that in every province. Okay. Um, among the things it regulates is, um, uh, so, it's, it, so it, 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 it regulates who somebody's family is and how much they're compensated. Hmm. Now, in D.C., um, I did some work for ICBC uh, a couple of decades ago on uh, dead kids. And one of the uh, things that should interest listeners to know is that um, uh, race and gender determine the value of dead children mainly. So um, uh, all people are not, uh, all children are not equal when they die. Exactly. Um, so, uh, East Asian boys are worth the most. Uh, South Asian girls are worth the least. And there's a whole scale of, uh, yeah. of this. Yeah. So uh, it's a um, yeah, it's a crazy system. It truly is. And once you uh, do get that, you have to muddle your way through the uh, College of Physicians and Surgeons and whoever to even be able to get evidence. So it's it's very difficult. There is no legal aid. There's no uh, lawyers. There, people are stuck without income. You, uh, All of this is draining off our universal health care system. And... Uh, what are we what are we to do how how does a person if you want to change an entity like that do you have to uh address the legislature or uh, i or think you've got to be tactical i think this is going to be one internationally mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. i think that um, we want to look at which jurisdictions have the best chance of having um their workers compensation board um uh, overturned by the courts on the grounds that it's um, uh, undervaluing people's uh, people's injuries in too systematic a way. Unreasonable, and, uh, as well as um, uh, my uh, bet is that uh, is that uh, we'll see with um, with I think we'll see this erupt around uh, delivery uh, personnel and hospitality workers in. Uh, California and New York. I think this is, if there's a time that these systems are likely to uh, to blow up, it's when they've been placed under undue stress and given no additional resources. Exactly. Well, I'm, I, I must say with my 33 years of experience with these people, I pray for that because, in fact, when they turn down your workplace claim, they're accusing you of being a criminal and basically accusing you of fraud. So as you try to proceed with your life and this hangs over your head you end up uh, being in a really really bad position as a as a normal citizen so yeah 
Yeah, no, when you get into conflict with large institutions, I'm actually in the process of writing about that because oh. um, it's a, it produces a lot of self-fulfilling or self-magnifying outcomes that if people see you as being in conflict with one large institution, that's a signal to another large institution to not treat you seriously. Huh. And uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people who... Um, who start out in the mainstream uh, push to the margins because of the way that that signals. So I think that's one of the reasons that um, people don't do what you do and pursue a long-term, um, you know, pursue a long-term grievance. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, they can see the social effects mm-hmm. of of being that person. Absolutely. And there are quite a few of us out there. Well, Stuart, I thank you so much for joining me today. I, as always, enjoy your intellect and your candor, and um, you're a breath of fresh air, my friend. Thanks so much. Okay, well, thanks for uh, having me back. Happy to come back anytime. Wonderful, wonderful. You take care now, and thank you, Phyllis Warren, for being with me, and Alan for doing the board, and everybody have a great day, and be safe out there. After 9 is a daily presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Reg Fair, and Nathan Gita, with guest producer Neil Godbu of the Prince George Citizen. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. Owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society, you're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 FM.